0: You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. With Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Monday, I know y'all are all ready for the anal asshole part two. I'm so sick of saying backdoor entry on fucking social media because I have to, because you can't write anal sex. I don't know why some creators are able to write certain words, anal sex, and I can't or I'm too afraid to. They just don't get the engagement like they, they used to, or I get them taken, literally taken down. And I do have some like fucked up Karen troll bitches. Hi, hi neighbor. I know my neighbor's listening because she's the biggest fucking hater of them all. Hello. It's really enjoyable when you know someone spends so much time watching, listening, observing, caring about your shit. It's funny. Also, I wanted to bring something up. I don't talk about pop culture much. And I know the guys don't give a flying fuck about breakups and blah de yaddy celebs, but I think that I'm going to validate some feelings or actually bring some real talk, some a reality check for the men and women here. I think we all know, unless you live under a rock or don't give a fuck, either one is perfectly fine because it doesn't fucking matter, that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian broke up. And if... You pay attention to pop culture in any way, or you're on social media. Like I know women see this shit. So guys, like your wives see this shit, whether they even want to or not, probably. Whether they're like, ooh, don't give a fuck, or they just like, guess what, babe, and get you know, that kind of shit. So he broke up, like, whatever, big shocker. And we you see also couples like MGK and Megan Fox, hot, heavy, hot, heavy. And now when you see them photograph, which I don't know their relationship. They could be doing lovely and well and awesome. But she looks like she's annoyed at babysitting and the blinds aren't really looking good for MGK. And if you know, you know. And I just wanted to bring up this love that the media and society portrays of like hot, heavy, sexy, passionate, I'm going to talk shit, I guess, a little bit about how, like, men are so feminine now. Uh, Don't kill me any Gen Zs listening. Uh, As a millennial, I just feel like men are missing, like, don't have as much testosterone or something. And I think that millennials were like, I know times are changing, right? And I know that I got to word this carefully, very, very carefully, don't I? I just think that I there's things I appreciate about gender roles, okay? There's things I appreciate about it, and I don't need to apologize for that. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. Maybe it makes me look old and aged and a millennial, and that's fine. Okay, that's fucking fine. I don't want to be a Gen Z any fucking way. And before you say it, I know you don't want me. We don't want each other, okay? Maybe when I'm 50, if my husband cheats on me, I'll be fucking one of y'all. But that's about as close as I'll get. And that's probably unlikely. But I always have a backup plan. Do y'all ever think like that, ladies? Like, things are good. But if, you know, because I think it keeps men on their toes, you don't want them to feel like they just ha- don't have to do anything. They don't have to work at all. Mistake. M- people like build security in your husband, breed confidence. No, he can breed confidence in me and I can scare the shit out of him. That's what I think we should do. Now, being a cheerleader, that's the kind of confidence you want to breed. You want to like for the, all their dreams and aspiration, career goals, Etc. And he needs to be supportive back. But seasons, seasons, I, my plane is all over the place. We need to land somewhere. Where did we start? We started with pop culture and couples and bullshit love that is like twin flame, toxic will fall apart. I just want to say that if you're subscribing to that bullshit of that is what I need or I'm missing out on, it's, it's baloney. Besides all the PR things that are coming to my mind just if you needed that reminder, that little shake, that little wake up call, no your life isn't depressing and miserable and boring. I mean, maybe it is, but your relationship isn't shit because you are not straddling him at every restaurant with your tongue down his throat do I think that some date nights call for maybe fucking in the bathroom? Yes. I haven't done that in a long time. I wish my husband did that. I'm going to cut this clip and send it to him when this goes live. But you can spice it up. You don't need to be fucking PDA couple. You don't have to be if you don't want to be. If that's not y'all's thing, it's not your thing. I think that if you there are like underlying issues and you don't like touch because you fucking hate each other or have like a big disgust response, then you need to look at that because disgust, you're steps away from divorce. Those D's line up real quick, but truly know that the grass is greener syndrome is a real thing and the FOMO and the self doubt of like Well, is this like, well, what about that? And when you are looking at other things outside of yourself, always looking at these new shiny things, if you're focusing, literally focus, focusing on what you don't have, lack mentality, you're destroying your relationship. Coming from an insatiable bitch. I have to check myself all the time, And maybe not in regards to like, man, I'm like, oh God, I want out of this. I want to do this in a way of, I always think about what I could be doing, what more I should be doing, what I'm, instead of looking and having gratitude and being thankful and having acceptance and being grateful for what I have, which will bring me more and more abundance. I can sometimes get really focused on what I don't have and what I long for, which does not does not work, and it makes you feel crappy, by the way, and when you're really grateful for the things you have, that multiplies. You will be astonished if you turn inward to your spouse. Now, if you are angry, resentful, hostile, disgusted, you've got to get that shit situated before you can make these other kind of choices in regards to intimacy and dating your spouse and the sex stuff like the tantric date nights because then you're going to have a way harder time getting there and connecting. You're not going to feel connected because you're fucking disconnected. So you've got to get your ducks in a row and then you can practice these things to have a good marriage. And I hope that doesn't discourage you or make you feel like, oh God, we have so much work to do. Well, what are you going to, you can get divorced and go work really, really hard on getting your shit healed and straight, starting your life over and then enter the dating world. Have fun. Good luck with that. Uh, I think that if you're an abusive marriage, you have an unwilling partner and you're dealing with some dark shit. Yeah, I think that it's better to leave than to try to, to then to fix it. Or if you know without a shadow of a doubt this is not what you want and I don't mean just right now for circumstances. If you are cheating on your spouse and you think you're in love with that other person, I think it's going to fucking blow up and bomb in your face and nothing good is going to come from it. Just being completely honest. Statistically, It doesn't look good. It's not in your favor by any means. And you you lose them how you find them. And I feel like imagine if you could get with someone who would choose to water something outside of their marriage because you can feel feelings and get the tingles and be attracted. And then what do you do from there? Do you open the door? Do you keep making little choices that are going to lead and grow. Did you plant a seed? So you shouldn't have planted the fucking seed. You have to make the choice and go, I'm not going to work closely with that person. I know some people say they don't have a choice, but boy, oh boy, when I go out of my way, Who gives a fuck if that person thinks like, oh, how weird. Oh, he must be whipped or she must be so controlled. Okay, you're not answering to that person. That person is not, you don't have a mortgage or kids with that person or want to be married to that person. So it takes a lot to get where you're in love with another person. And sounds messy. Sounds messy as fuck. And I'm talking in regards to monogamous relationships, obviously. If you are interested in alternative lifestyles, non-monogamy, polyamory, opening a relationship, you'll really love the episode. Episodes, one where I had Heather Shannon on, another one that I had Jolie Hamilton on. Good episodes, good interviews, and very interesting and intriguing and a different perspective. A different perspective, different opinions, and I love it. It's like a little melting pot over here. If you want to write in and ask me a question, we're about to do listener questions in this next segment coming right up. You can ask me anything. I keep everyone anonymous on my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. There's an Ask Anonymously tab. I'm going to have the link, a little button you can push in the episode notes as well. And then you can also, if you want to slide in my DMs, I can get more context that way. That handle will also be in the episode notes. It's at underscore the horny housewife podcast. If you are not already subscribed to the show, it would be really fucking awesome if you did. Helps me grow. And we talk about a lot of cool shit. Just go check out some of the titles, episode notes. And the episodes, I try to pack in as much meaningful content as I can. You're like, bitch, I didn't give a fuck about the first 10 minutes of what you said, so what are you talking about? But Listener Questions, really, really fun. We do that every single week. They're juicy, they're relatable, interesting, good perspective, and fun to talk shit about as well. Also, like I mentioned in the very beginning, this is the second part of our anal series. Last week, we talked about female anal sex or a woman's butthole and today we're talking about a man's butthole and his g spot and fucking around with his butt maybe a little pegging talk maybe a little strap on same thing i guess the same fucking thing put a strap on on and peg him i guess you could hold a dildo and like shove it in his butt for all the men gasping and cringing and wincing and going why why Jordan? I'm also going because you're fucking prostate your G spots there. Thank me later. You don't have to get pegged. I didn't say we were going to like yammer and yammer. I have never ever pegged anyone. So I'm not much help to anyone. But I have fingered I'm not. (laughs) I fingered hundreds of buttholes. No, no, I haven't. I have fingered enough to where I could teach someone. Okay. And you can externally or internally massage this male G-spot that I'm speaking of. So if you are like anti-entering the butthole, you're missing out, but I respect you. And I'm going to teach your woman to do it a different way. And for the guys who know you're the real ones, and I think you should just, it's manly. Men that let you finger their butthole are real men. And you fucking like sex and you're a little bit freaky and you know what a good fucking orgasm feels like because you're going to be begging her to suck your dick and rubbing your asshole and you're going to be okay with it. You're going to be okay with it. She's going to fucking love it because I think it is the hottest thing ever. I really fucking do. Oh, and we can't leave out eating ass. I talked about eating a woman's ass last week. Let's talk about eating a man's ass. I have a completely, <laughs> completely different opinion. Now let's just talk about the real shit. I'm about to, the real, no pun intended. I can't talk about this now. I'm just teasing you. I'm just giving you blue balls for the subject so you hang on and listen to all of my ads because we all know inflation is a fucking bitch right now. So all you have to do is listen. I just need your ears, okay? That's not, I'm not asking you to Venmo me $5,000. I'm asking you just to listen to the episode. I bet you're really gonna enjoy it and learn some things. So yeah, don't forget to subscribe. I really appreciate you and I love you. You know, I may be intense, but I'm authentic. I'm truthful. I'm not bullshitting you. Let's get into la-la-la-la-la listener questions. <laughs> Raise your hand if you get down with the Mary Jane, the marijuana, the can-can, the cannabis con. Whether you like it a lot or a little bit, you're going to love can fusion juice. So cold-pressed juice, deli- who doesn't? like cold-pressed juice, okay, good ingredients, delicious, and add a little THC or CBD and chef's kiss. You're gonna wanna try this. And if you're like, wait, Jordan, I, THC, weed isn't legal in my state. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Canned fusion juice is legal in all 50 states legal, delicious, and delivered right to your door. CanFusion creates cold pressed juice shots blended with high quality blends of CBD and THC to deliver the perfect nourishment for your mind, body, and soul. So my favorite, I started with the sample pack. You get both. You can try the soul and the mind. They have a great website, CanFusionJuice.com, where they have a frequently asked questions page. So people are like, how is this legal? Let me tell you, two things make it legal. All of their cannabinoids are derived from legal hemp. And then number two, the natural sugars in our cold pressed juice outweigh the cannabinoids, putting the total concentration of THC at less than 0.3%. That's all you have to do to make it where you can ship it to all 50 states. Now, speaking from personal experience, I can enjoy these at any time of the day. It's not too much, not going to throw off my day. It's just really enjoyable. And you have different flavors, I guess to say, to choose from. They have a mind, a body, and a soul that all have different milligrams, different flavors. So you're definitely going to want to check out their website to see what you want. You can't go wrong with the sampler pack. You can try them all and see what your favorite is. They're giving our listeners 20% off, which it's already affordable. So it's just like, what? what a fucking deal steal. Canfusionjuice.com, code housewife for 20% off your order. Go now, thank me later, enjoy, and now back to the show. It's time for your favorite part of the show, listener questions, which by the way, I pulled y'all on my Instagram or asked y'all to tell me your questions in regards to our anal series part two men's buttholes. And I asked the ladies if they had some questions about it or the men. I think I got more questions from men than women. So I'm excited to answer those while we talk about this, but this is our regular old shooting the shit with the freaky fam. So let's start off with our first one. Hey, first of all, I love the podcast and you're singing as well. (laughs) Thank you. So I'm married with five kids, she still looks really hot, and both my wife and I work hard of course to support our family, but she spends way too much time working, and rightfully so since she just started a new business. What can I do as a husband to get some alone time with her, to reconnect and not talk about kids or money? I already do all, in all caps, the house chores, and that's still not enough. Please help, I love my my wife, but I feel lonely. Okay, I have solutions and thoughts, and I think I'm actually gonna help somebody. So you seem like a nice guy. Yeah, you, you complimented just how you wrote the question. I I love it. But one question I had was like, just essentially say what you said to me. A lot of times people will ask me questions and I'm like, just how you worded it to me. I want you to repeat that to your spouse. And sometimes it takes a third party perspective. Because the person feels unsure, or they don't know how to approach it, or they don't know if that's the right way to word it. So I don't have any judgment. I do want to make something very clear, though. This is a sex and relationship podcast. I'm asking y'all to write in and ask questions. I have the intention to help and provide solution oriented responses or just insight and perspective if I'm just shit talking and saying S-O-L or I don't know and guiding you to where you may find answers. But if you were to go and ask these questions and say these stories and give this context to say a female coworker or say it's a woman writing in about something about her husband to a guy you met on the internet, that I just hope everyone knows is not getting perspective and insight. It is, you're asking for it. But you are essentially kind of walking the line of of emotionally cheating. You're pouring that out, not to someone, not to a therapist, not to someone who is there to, which I'm not, to give you answers or to guide or suggest like I am trying to do. You're opening up and this is just another person who you may end up getting in trouble. So I just wanted to remind everyone, know who you're going to about these topics. And the person you should be going to is either your spouse or someone who for a living helps people with their personal relationships. And it shouldn't be really anyone else. And I've covered that topic about chit talking in other episodes. So one to throw that in there. We're not going to go in depth about that. We're going to get back to the question. And that is talking to her and saying, like planning a date night and you make it a boundary. You know, we're not going to talk about children and money. We're going to go on a date. So you're going to be intentionally dating your wife and have this convo with her so she knows your intentions, what page you're on, and hopefully I'll get on the same page with the same common goal. You mentioned she just started a business. I can relate in the sense that my husband left, this is sharing personal, totally, left where he worked for a decade to start his own business. And that was a transition and it still is. It's year two and the podcast has evolved into my own business and it's a lot of things. It's a lot of juggling. Let's add kids. Let's add sports. Let's add life. Let's add the fucking human condition on top of it. If you know, you know, and that shit can be a lot of balls to juggle. And sometimes you fucking drop them all and one rolls under the couch and you have to find it. So you've expressed, you love your wife. You're attracted to your wife and you feel lonely. I think you need to go share that because she's laser focused. And if she's doing all these things, if you're coming and you're pouting and you're saying you, 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 she could get defensive. She could feel like you're not being understanding. She could feel not supported. So I would go in with I statements, sharing your experience and how you feel. Now, if this was me, if I was in your shoes, I probably would do the date portion attempt first. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Again, she's not a therapist, nor is she an expert, but she's passionate. So I think I would go in with a, hey... I want to take you on a date. I don't want to talk about kids. We're going to have a rule. We're not going to talk about kids and we're not going to talk about money. We're going to have some cocktails. We're going to go do, go have dinner here. Be ready at this time. Then we're going to go dancing after, or we're going to have a nightcap at our favorite bar, or we're going to go just, you plan the date, be masculine because she is doing this, starting this business. She's in her masculine energy, a lot, a lot having to be leading delegating. So I'm sure she would find it a relief to be able, and she might not even know this subconsciously. She will find immense relief in stepping into her feminine and you leading, which by the way, I think that happens and can be relatable for a lot of us. I think, because like I said, juggling and life circumstance, when we're doing certain things, we can tap into either or. We have both, both men and women. I'm not talking about being a bitch or being a dude. I'm talking about which vibe, where are you coming from? Where are you vibing? And when you're in that masculine alpha female boss bitch, like that is your masculine energy. And you need to remind yourself to tap into that feminine. You will feel the ebb and flow change and you need it to stay sane, literally. So ladies, how do we do that? We take a a deep breath. We step into some self-care. We do things from a more submissive place at the right time. So not in your business, but when you go home, with your husband stepping in that dynamic of husband and wife. And I feel like I'm scared that I'm upsetting some people who are anti-gender roles, but Jordan is not. And I think the freaky fam feels me. I think my people are here. And for anyone in a tissy fit, by gender roles, I don't mean you need to get home from work and start washing the dishes. I'm saying that if you start to notice an off balance where it's changed so much, where you can see... I'm 80% in my masculine and he's fucking feel in his feminine. Essentially, he feels emasculated. What can I do to balance this a little more? And these date nights where he takes the lead, that is going to be sexy for you. If y'all are just riding the wave that you're in and just going with the flow and blindly floating on and she's like, oh, okay, date night, it's going to be next Wednesday. Let's do it that day. We'll, We'll go here. I'll call them. I'll make the reservations. Those little tiny things of where the woman has to always be in charge, she's really running with this question, isn't she? Where the woman always has to be making every single plan, I promise you, whether you think so or not, it's negatively impacting probably your intimacy, your sex life, and how you view each other. So just food for thought. And I'm sure, no, I know there are couples that have a different dynamic than I would prefer for me personally that go, this works wonderful for us. Fuck off. You don't know what you're talking about. To each Their own and whatever works for y'all. If they're two happy, willing partners that are growing together, fuck what I'm saying then. If it works for you, it works. This is just my opinion. I really ran with that one, didn't I? Just call me Professor Honey Housewife. But yeah, I vote you tell her you feel lonely, you take her on a date, you reclaim your balls, and know that it's just a season. And I didn't say you lost your balls, I'm just saying feel them, remember where they're at, grab them, give them a good little tuggy-wuggy and take your hot-ass wife on a date. Because she deserves one probably. And remember that this is a season and you deserve it too. And y'all deserve to have hot sex. She probably needs a good dick down and she's being in her alpha right now. I guarantee you she would love, I'm going to bet like 95%. I would put, I would do a cash big bet that she would love to be submissive in the bedroom that when you're having to just be a go-getter outside of it, you would love to just be told what the fuck to do sometimes. So best of luck in your endeavors. Okay, let's talk sex toys and where do I shop? I shop at Love Honey and I'll tell you the main reason why, air suction toys, baby, the Womanizer. If you've never tried a Womanizer, you are missing out and I want you to go add to cart right now. Now, my number one grabbed toy that includes air suction is the Love Honey Indulge G-Spot. So if you've DM'd me asking, I have screenshot you that exact toy because... She's been around. I've had her for years now and she's going strong. She's going strong. I finally have a code so I can scream it from the mountaintop. Use my code housewife. Go to freakyfam.com. You'll see the link. You'll see Love honey. Click it or go to lovehoney.com. Use the code housewife and you will save some money on your order. Again, that link to the codes is freakyfam.com and it's code housewife and that'll get you 15% off. Now go check out Love Honey, shop around, lingerie, sex toys, level it up. Happy shopping. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Next question from a lovely female listener. Hi, I love your podcast. I feel like I'm in a pickle. My husband and I have been together for 10 years. Since having kids nine years ago, my libido tanked. It has now come back and I want more and different things in our sex life. How do I get him to touch me differently or to try different things? He does less of teasing, touching, and straight into things. I'd like to get him to touch me differently. He's also more vanilla and I'm more willing to try new things. Again, see, I'm not a hypocrite. It's not just to the men. I think you got to tell him. I think you got to tell him. And having these uncomfortable conversations is how you grow and evolve. So do you want the same thing? Do you want insanity is going about something the same way, thinking that you're going to get a different result this time. 99.9% of the time, that is not going to happen. And that 0.1% is when that person coincidentally has an epiphany or something happens where they go, I'm making this change because I'm done living like this. It was not because y'all were doing the same fucking shit. So take my word for it and do something different if you want a different result than you're getting. And so... If you said your libido tanked nine years ago, that nine years or together 10 years, that nine years of your sex life, not probably being exactly what he wanted, not what you wanted, it was circumstantial, but I guarantee you a lot happened in nine years as far as how it affected you as a couple, you individually, your intimacy life, your sex life, And so you have to acknowledge that. I think there's going to have to be... I'm thinking of... Like a pedicure, you haven't gotten a pedicure in a really long time, and we got to get those calluses off your feet and soften them. It's gonna take a little more work. We have to get that cheese grater bitch out before the hard little sponge. Or like you stop taking care of your grass for the men that needed analogy. Then don't get pedicures. Your lawn and you let it. You stop taking care of it. And now it's not just gonna need a cut because it's long. You're gonna have to weed and seed and do some shit, some maintenance. Because because it's overgrown and was neglected. So you're going to have to put the work in, but it's going to start with a conversation of you going, Hey, honey, I can see how maybe I've neglected our sex life for the past, you know, better late than never. If you feel like it's been so long better late than never, I think going to him saying, Hey, you know what? I want to fuck your brains out and I want you to fuck my brains out. There are new things I'm wanting. And if you have to text this, I don't care. If you can't do it face-to-face, I think do it by any means. If you need to send a fucking email, that's that's really how I feel. Maybe a therapist would advise against that. But I think you've got to start somewhere. The, e- the email or text may create a lot of sexual tension. So you get home and he's like, you know, you you sent the message, you feel a little, he may rip your clothes off. Maybe he won't. I don't want to give you false hope, but I think it's a good, good, good start to say it. And that's going to be sexy to him, I think. But if he doesn't respond in the way of how I'm assuming he would be excited that you're ready to rev the sex life back up, to give it a go and bring some passion back into the bedroom, and then maybe he's really resentful or a little bit resentful. We don't know what's going on with him, his body, his testosterone, his stress level. You do. You you kind of know. You don't know what's going on on the inner works of his body, but the only way you're going to find out is by talking to him. And I know as women, we love to talk. We nourish our relationships through conversation and chit-chatting. And there are guys that, there are some guys that do, but there's a lot of guys that don't. And that is not the way that they have normally hashed it out. You know how guys can just be like mad at each other and then just hash it out real quick and it'd be good. Whereas like women might apologize. And then that bitch doesn't mean it at fucking all. And then she's passive aggressive to you for like three months. They're just different. They're wired differently. Not all, (laughs) not all. There's some good ones out there. I'm just preparing you so that you don't have an expectation of how he's going to respond to you inquiring about making shit sexy again. So you need to feel your sexy back. I think you do from the way you're wording this question that you're ready to do some shit. So it sounds like You're ready to do some shit. I know it can feel discouraging if you feel like, how do I teach an old dog new tricks? How do I get him? You would be surprised. And it really is kind of like, men, close your ears. Just close them. Just like they don't fucking know. And you got to tell them you're real show them. You got to take their do whatever you need. And maybe they might give you the ick for a second. But once he learns and he knows that that makes you feel fucking good, or he sees the reaction, he's like, holy shit, he'll come back and he'll do it again. You don't have to explain and give like a detailed PowerPoint presentation. Grab his hands and put them where you want them on your body. Tell him if he's rubbing, tell him, say, move over like a little bit over to the left, right there. Perfect, daddy. Whatever you want to do, give him the affirmation, treat him like a dog. Good boy. And if he sees you fucking loving it, guarantee he's going to do it again. You're welcome. I think post-conversation, once you find out, you peel back the layers a little bit about what's been going on in your intimacy, sex life, dating dating one another for the past nine years, I think that y'all should try that Tantric Date Night series. A lot of y'all loved that. I was wondering how y'all felt about it. I finally have gotten some feedback about it, and I'm glad that y'all enjoyed it and that y'all tried it with your partners. I've loved the stories. Also, if y'all want to write in and send a question in for me to answer on Mondays, you can go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com and submit anonymously, truly anonymously, or go on my Instagram at underscore thehornyhousewifepodcast and DM me. I will never tell who you are. I'll switch up the story. We can generalize it. Your secrets are safe with me and I will give you my sweet horny housewife guidance. And if you happen to like Audio Erotica short sexy stories, every Wednesday on the Patreon there is new Audio Erotica released. Also, this is a space where if you want to have a more meaningful conversation or get solutions where we just talk one-on-one and it's not on a Monday's episode, that's a great place to reach me where I'm going to see right away Not like the DMs where they can just kind of get buried or stacked or in different folders in the request you are going to get me right away and I'm going to, we can have girl talk or I can give you some suggestions or guidance. That's a great place. So that link is also in the episode notes. If you are not subscribed, please make sure to do so. That helps me so, 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 so much. This is my real job. I think people would be shocked to know really how much goes into podcasting behind the scenes, the whole enchilada. It really is uh, job, a J O B, and I love it. I love every second of it, but it, is, it takes a lot of time, and I just hope you know how hard I work for y'all, and that I love y'all so much. It'd be nothing without y'all, and y'all inspire me. Y'all inspire this content, and I am so, so appreciative, truly. Shut the fuck up, Jordan. Okay, we're done with the housekeeping, and the listener questions are you ready for our anal series part two? Are you ready to talk about buttholes again? I know you are, my little freakies, my little freaky me. Okay, I'm so excited to dive. Into this because we've got certain topics to cover. I want to answer your questions. I want to talk about pegging and I want to talk about the G spot and I want to talk about the conversation around a man's butthole as far as like how does a man ask for this if he wants it and he's never brought this up before and he's a little nervous too. And my message to women. So let's start there. How about that? Women listening. I know y'all are bad bitches. I know y'all are wanting to be intentional about your sex life because you're listening to this podcast or you just enjoy it. But hey, I'm planting seeds, baby, I'm planting seeds. And if there's any men listening who are afraid to tell their partner, their female partner, that they want to do this, they feel like it's maybe emasculating or it makes them less of a man, or maybe that makes me like gay or something. It's all bullshit, lies, fear-based insecurity, and I just want to empower you and also to tell women, like, hey, support your man when he shares something, be what he needs in that moment, even if you are a little taken aback, even icked out, sit with it. Sit with it because there could be a time where you're like, you know what, I really want to try this. I'm so nervous to tell him. How would you want him to react or be supportive for you? So just keep that in mind. Y'all are partners. Y'all are on the same team. And it's just like no fun making it fucking weird or feeling like that, feeling like I can't go to my partner because I'm so fucking crippled by what they may say or think. And life's too short. Life is too, like, fuck it. Fuck it. I mean, how do you want to live your life missing out on something you really, really want to try? And what's always a shame to me is you hear like, You hear these stories that are real. I don't want to like jade anyone out there, but it is reality where you hear a lot of men will cheat on their wife because not to cheat. They're not in love. They're not having an affair. They're kinky and they have these kinks and sexual explorations that they're certain in their minds, their wife would be never down for, don't want to try. They don't want to tell them. So they go elsewhere, prostitutes are just outside of their marriage to explore their kinks, to do the shit that they're into, that they like. And I think that's such a shame because I think one beautiful thing about marriage or monogamy could be like having those explorations going in as a team or even open relationships. You're going at it as a team. You're not abandoning your partner. You're finding out these things together. And you're communicating it because open communication is the biggest, most important part of it, aspect of it. Because if you don't have that, then you don't have anything. So not only are you sharing what you're interested in, but you're learning about your partner seeing, is this something they'd be willing to experiment with or experience and try? Have they ever, is this something that they're into? How would they like to go about exploring it? Etc. And be mindful that you don't have to like jump to the extreme of going. He wants to talk about stimulating his prostate. You don't have to go get in the car and drive and buy a fucking strap on. You don't have to start there. So don't be intimidated. I just encourage you to be open minded. I also encourage you, ladies, that if your husband wanted to be pegged, and you asked him why, and he says it's not about dominance to being dominated, then believe him. So it could stem from different desires, if that makes sense. And they say the male G spot is also called the P spot, his prostate. So I think if a man is comfortable in his sexuality, like no, my husband, you want me to share this? I don't think he would mind, does not want me to peg him. I don't really have an interest in, but there are women that I know personally that desire to want to and do peg their husband and their husband fucking loves it. So to each their own. Also, we don't have to jump to that extreme. Like I just said, let's just go back to pleasure and the very beginnings, stimulating the prostate, his G-spot externally. So the very beginning, like an intro to anything male brown starfish. And I'm like, am I regretting bringing up pegging first? Guys, you don't have to want that. I'm telling you that there's an erotic pleasure zone that can bring on a very intense orgasm. You don't have to want to be pegged. There is no problem with that because just like I shared, I really don't have an interest to do that. I think there's a lot of women... That probably feel like me listening right now. And then a group of men who were like, okay, I don't want to go that far, but I am open minded into a little stimmy stimmy, a little touchy touchy, a little tappy tappy, because let's just admit it. I think for most guys, it does feel good. I think it does. And maybe guys discover this while masturbating and their hand kind of wanders back to the brown starfish region. And they're like, oh, that kind of feels good to push up in there or maybe not all the way there, but past the balls, that skin, the perineum, the gooch, as I think a lot of guys call it. And right above there is where your prostate for a man is located. So ladies, if you want to try this next time you're giving him a blowy, I would suggest taking two fingers using the pads of your fingers and uh, stimulating his skin, pressing upwards, kneading in a sense. And I I think it's safe to like go a little harder than you would think. Maybe not, like see his reaction. I really think it depends on how much cushion he has back there, how much skin, how thick it is, is gonna determine how hard you're pressing, needing, if you will. Got, the guys are probably fucking terrified right now. They're probably fucking terrified. Ladies, hold on, men, hold on. And if the men that know, I know there's men that know, that are like, yeah, I think real men let you finger their ass. That's I, I should make a t-shirt that say that real men let you finger their ass. How do you do this? How do you find the cheese pie? It's not very deep, so you don't got to... Stick a whole finger in there by any means. I'm looking at my finger right now, and honestly, I mean, you don't got to go past half. Think about where a woman's G spot is located, it's not terribly far deep in there. Same with the male, I would say shorter, even less distance than the female G spot. When you insert the fingers, which by the way, let's back up a little bit, blue, 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 if you think that women need and want and demand lube for anal, it's even more important for the male. Because I think, you know, for just me personally, it's just like, oh, they're always going for the butthole. But for some men, straight men, maybe they aren't used to people going for the butthole, going for the butthole. So lube would be your best friend. You wouldn't die without it. It's just going to make everything completely not uncomfortable. So there's just no, minimal, zero, zilch discomfort. Whereas maybe without it, you might be like, whoa, 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 ah, you know, a little different. I'm going to go as far as almost guaranteeing and promising a completely different or far more intense orgasm when your prostate is stimulated versus if it wasn't. So it's worth it. If you haven't experienced this, I totally double dog dare you. So now you have to. And then maybe some men are curious as to exploring more. With pegging, you don't have to use a strap-on. You can use a dildo, a vibrator, anal beads, whatever. If that's not your thing, I think just adding a little icing onto the cake for a great blowjob is stimulating the prostate, touching the... Anus, a little, a little tappy, tappy finger, finger. Even if you're not going for a G spot search, which it's like a round tissue bulbous, you'll feel it. Just like when guys are like, "What is that spongy thing up inside of you?" That you're like, "That's my G spot." Feel around for it. Go ahead. Go not like a doctor, but go ahead. You'll know. And this upward motion, a little come hither, hither, hither. And a sucky-offy or a strokey-strokey whilst doing this is a wonderful, wonderful combination for a man. I do believe in my experience as well as even if you're fucking. And if you can reach back there, maybe you can't, maybe you can. Lovely. But I, my personal recommendation would be if you're giving a good old Beige or H.J., combine the two an HBJ. What about eating ass? Have we talked about that? We talked about eating a girl's ass, like 10 out of 10 recommend. And then eating a man's ass, wild. I know. But like when I watch it, when I see it in porn, I'm like, ooh, like I feel like competitive as if like, well, if she can do it, I can fucking do it. Terrible mindset to be, you know, putting myself at these standards But I just want to give maybe some advice or suggestions to a man. If you are wanting a woman to eat your ass, you best have nice hygiene. You want us to be hygienic and clean? You better motherfucking be hygienic and clean because you're already grosser. I don't even know if grosser is a word but we're just going to make it one for this. You're more gross. You're more disgusting. I'm worried about how you wipe your ass. And I know you're a grown man. I know you're a grown man, but we like wet wipes and shit. Do you like wet wipes? I hope you do. My husband has OCD and as much as it gets on my last fucking nerve and sometimes I think about slamming my head through drywall, I know the perks. I know the perks of his obsessively clean behavior because it just, you know, it's across the board. So if this man is completely a slob, there is a chance he might not be wiping his ass up to par. So, gentlemen, go fucking baby wipe your ass if you want her to be the bad bitch that you want her to be. If you don't need her to be down there and Amazon positioning you and then going down for little disgusting brownfish salad, I don't even know what that was, it just came out of my mouth, then you better take care of it down there. Ugh, I just got a little nauseous. I gotta hit my weed pit now. That's my favorite thing about the podcast. I could literally do whatever I want. I say that and I'm like, get a letter next week. You can't fucking do that. But I'm pretty sure I can do whatever the fuck and say whatever the fuck I want on here. Godless bless God also, as we know, the internet is a big, marvelous place. There's wonderful resource, re, resources, resources to learn about this topic. There's Beducated, like I've talked about many times, Code Jordan, get that shit. I was not paid to say that, but I'm a real one. That shit's good. And Google, okay? Google it. And next up, we are going to answer the questions that you had in regards to this topic. So first up, do women want to explore it or is it always a male desire that women agree to? Great question. I would say that both because I desire to do it. I want to explore. I want to fucking, you want to go in mine? I want to go in yours. I don't know. That's just me. But I think there are lots of girls that are like, (laughs) I do not understand you, Jordan. I do not want to go in his poop shoot. And I don't want him near mine. Or some girls are like, yeah, he can eat mine all fucking day. I'm not going near that shit. But I think most girls, like if they're freaky like that and they want a guy all up in that shit, like they are down to do the vice versa. Now, pegging, I do think, is a level beyond the like fingy, fingy, tappy, tappy, g-spotty, g-spotty. I think that is definitely like not one step up, like two almost. So no hate, no hate, not yucking your yum, but yeah, that's just, I think that is where a male would express desire. But again, there are women that are like, hey, dude, I want to dominate you. Like that's what turns me on. So, but you got to have the right combo. You got to have a guy who is totally for that, who wants to be dominated by a femme dom who is dying to wear a dildo to stick it in you. So to each their own. Next question, best way to do a self-massage and talk the wife into it, I think while you're masturbating, I think while you're stroking it, I think that's where you slip another hand and cup the balls, tuggy-tuggy, go use the other hand to explore and press the gooch and stick a little fingy in maybe just a little see how you feel especially like right when you're about to nut. try that next one too much hair back there it gets in the way shaving is prickly suggestions I almost mentioned the hair when I was talking about a woman eating a man's ass that probably could besides shit that well shit you don't you're hoping isn't back there you know you're like that you don't Plan on that. You don't want that, but you know what comes with it. Just like when I say to a guy, like, like, what if poop is? Everywhere? It's like, well, you are going to the poop exit. They exit whole. But you're hoping to God that they have common courtesy and like explored the region for fucking dingleberries before they spread their cheeks. But the other thing that's like, Ugh, I may be fucked, is if there's a jungle. There's a jungle that you have to weave your tongue through and you don't want to you're done you're done so to the very hairy men out there just don't even don't even ask don't expect unless you want to go near it up or get waxed or lasered move on If, if your wife or girlfriend or whoever is getting it back there and you're a hairy man I hope she's got a big big ring, big ring. We need a poll for how many women would try pegging out. Okay. I hear you. Check. I'll do that. How far in or up before I hit the sweet spot? It shouldn't be far. I think you shouldn't get past the first or second knuckle when go up and shouldn't be too far in. How to help yourself relax better for entry. I already said lube. Another really powerful tool is breath work. Call me hippy-dippy, but it's fucking true. So breath work mentally, I think that's why when the strokey or the sucky, just like when how I say missionary for girls is a really desirable position, I think for entry for anal sex, I think if you're stimulating the male and pleasuring him in other erogenous zones, it's going to be distracting and make it... A much better transition than just like poop like that. That's like doctor's visit shit. It's just a little different. It hits a little diff. Someone said best way for an anal orgasm, not sure how. I think the thing is just to go with the flow and being present as far as like how the prostate makes you feel, getting there, starting out, not rushing things. Unless you are like, yes, we can keep going, green light, green light. But I think that. Let's achieve orgasm in a way you're used to while stimulating the spot, and then go from there. It's definitely going to intensify it, like I said. And there's other zones, the scrotum, for instance, and the perineum, like I already mentioned, are great, erogenous, delicious zones that with stimulated, played with, like for a guy's balls, ladies, just sometimes cupping them. Like in the morning, say you, he's asleep still and he's sleepy time. And you're like, I'm kind of horny. You know how you wake him up without just going down and putting your mouth on him. You could, you could, maybe I suggest that, but say you're a little tired too. Start with a little ball cuppy and use your nails. If you've got any to just lightly graze, over the ball sack. I'm not scratching hard, but you'd be surprised that you don't have to be so, so gentle with them. Like you can run your nails down them, stimulate them, juggle them for shit's sake. Not literally. You would be surprised at the wonderful feedback I've received as like, it's like a hug or it's so relaxing or it feels so good and relaxing, but it gets me rock hard. So don't forget about the balls. Don't forget about the balls all that skin, even the inner thighs, just really working that area. Just like I feel like when a guy goes down on you or is just giving you love, when they're kissing in, or in your inner thighs or touching around your labia, around your clit in a intentional teasing way. Not like he thinks your left labia is your clitoris, not that, but if he knows what he's doing and he's taking his time, it's quite enjoyable. And the same goes for the dudes and confidence is everything. Ladies, you may be like, all I did was hear what you said and what I should do And I just went for it. And I'm really not comfortable or experienced in this area. And guess what, bitches? Neither am I. Maybe I've done it a few more times, but I promise you, I am no like brown starfish expert baby girl. But you know what I do? I act confident and intentional. And that's That's sexy. Ask questions. Communicate. I'm not saying, like, let's be obnoxious and have a full interview with a notepad and pencil, but communicate. Get a good head nod. Read his moans. Read his body language. Ask, does this feel good? Certainly, he he will let you know whether you ask or not if he does not like what you are doing down there. If you're using teeth on his dick or you're going up in a hole that is not ready to be entered, they they can't help but let you know because it hurts them. My advice for first time G-spot, aka prostate location suggestion, would be male laying on his back, pillow under the butt, hips tilted up, woman in between the legs facing him, going down for the beach or the HJ. You've got some great sex oil, lube, whatever, and both hands ready to participate. And you are able to look at him to see the silent communication if need be, or the vocal communication if need be. Take it slow and enjoy. I would love for any male or female that's experienced in this topic that thought like, you know what? I have some great suggestions that I feel like Jordan didn't mention that are so fucking awesome feel free to DM me on Instagram or go to my website and under the Ask Anonymously, submit. It doesn't have to be a question. It could be a request, a confession, constructive criticism, a topic idea, whatever it may be. I'd love to hear your feedback, and when it's stuff like that that I'm like, oh, I've got to share this with the Freaky Fam, I always make sure to follow up with y'all to share. You know that. You've listened to past episodes, The Porn Star Pussy, or Guys Watching Porn. I love hearing further perspective and feedback that maybe might change our point of view on a topic. I really hope everyone enjoyed today's episode, listener questions, and ch- chatting with me about buttholes and all the things. Feel free to hit me up, follow me on social media, slide in the DMs, ask your questions. Don't hesitate. It's the Co-Ed Locker Room over at the Horny Housewife Podcast. Until next Monday, I love you, Freaky Fab. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.